Hello and welcome to the Mind Springs podcast with me, Alastair Appleton. I hope you enjoy what you hear, and if you'd like to find out more about us, then visit mind-springs.org. Yeah, so this brings us to the question of when do we not use AIT? When do we not use EFT? I mean, Alan has very skillfully pointed to the, the fact that almost all emotion... Pure emotion is not something we can or should clear. So in some sense, emotion, pure emotion, is part of reality. So just because you're angry, that's not a reason to do EFT. But what is the, what is the kind of... What is the barrier, the, 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 the movement between when it is appropriate to do EFT and when it's not? Yeah, in some sense, yes. It's when it's when you're you're. It's not really the pure anger, which, as Alan says, is it's just a natural arising and will deliver its message and then go. But it's all the stuff that you, your ego, puts on top of the anger. So very often, we don't allow ourselves to be angry. I'm always telling, trying to teach my clients to be angry. You know, that we do not allow pure anger and all the information that pure anger has in it to manifest in our lives. For all sorts of reasons, maybe cultural, maybe growing up in a certain way. You know, pure emotions are very often suppressed. And this is where the EFT is useful, or the, uh, the AIT is useful. Not in the getting rid of the anger, but exactly the opposite, getting rid of the, the three mind poisons that squish the anger. So remembering that, you know, pushing away, grabbing on, or dissociating. These are the things that we do have to clear. And these are skillful means. And this is very important in, in Buddhism. Buddhism doesn't say, just accept everything. Everything that comes into your mind, just accept it. Because that way lies Donald Trump. <laughs> everything that, you know, if you, if you just say yes to everything that comes into your mind, you become a complete maniac. So, absolutely key in Buddhism is discernment, wise discernment. We definitely do want to turn away from the three mind poisons. Grabbing hold of things, pushing things away, or dissociating. This is, in, in some sense, the entire journey of, of Buddhism. Like, that's not what we, we don't want to do that. We don't want to accept our habit of like pushing people away or our, you know, clinging on to certain things. That ego clinging is definitely something, from a Buddhist point of view, is definitely something that we do want to let go of. And I would suggest that this is the guideline. We can use EFT and AIT to reduce the amount of ego obsession in our life. And this is not like, oh, I've got to beat myself up because I've got an ego. We all have egos. But the reason the ego comes into being is because we have trauma. Because life isn't a bowl of cherries. We don't always, you know, our parents don't look after us for the whole of our lives. None of our parents are perfect. 
So we, in some way, something went wrong and we adapted to it and we built up this whole personality. And that manifests, as the Buddha points out, that manifests in like clinging to the things that are going to keep us safe and pushing away the things that we perceive are going to be evil and blanking out all the things that we're not interested in. And we end up in this really neurotic prison of like, I don't like this, I do like this, I need more of that, you have to give me this. And it just becomes this toxic kind of self-clinging. And this we can definitely let go of. And that letting go becomes much, much easier if the traumas have gone. Typically, we go through our lives just constantly worrying about this thing, about us, or this quality, or I'm this, or I'm that. And there's a whole kind of, and this is not judgment, this is what we all do, this is obsession with the self, obsession with me, 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 me. I should be more like this, I should be more Buddhist, I'm not Buddhist enough, I'm a bad Buddhist. I, I'm this, and, oh, I, you know, I'm really greedy, and I'm, oh, but it's all about me. It's still all about me. And that is the kind of imprisonment that trauma brings about. It's not we mean to be mean, it's just that we're trying desperately to sort out these sore points, these painful things that have happened to us. And we're going back to terrible solutions, really. Solutions that we formed when we were tiny. And that's how neurotic kind of self-obsession builds up. And the really liberating thing about these um, energy psychology techniques is that they just relieve us of that need to sort out the problem because the problem has gone. We no longer think that we're a piece of shit. We no longer obsess about that thing that our mother said to us. We no longer completely are completely magnetized by that you know, attack that happened to us. You know, the, all the things that hold that self-obsession in place are removed. And then the great question is, what is left when we no longer have to worry about ourselves all the time? Other people, people, the world, our experience. We are free. We are free of this constant worrying about ourselves. Oh, I've got to sort of, I'll be, I'll be happy when I've sorted this out. Or I'll be a good husband when I've done that. Oh, I've got to do this. Uh, uh, uh. It's this constant obsession with ourself that comes from a sense of I'm not good enough, or I'm a bad person, or I always fail, or I'm a piece of shit, or I'm brilliant, I need to be more brilliant, I'm poor so I need to be rich. All of these are sort of the residue or the sequels of trauma. And when we've removed them, when we've removed these core thoughts, we're just left with the open field. We're left with this sense of enjoyment. Oh, I'm just here. I have a body. And as Ray says, crucially, there are other people here. And all these years, I've just been so obsessed with myself, I've never actually seen other people. I've only seen them as bit players in my endless drama, my trauma-fed drama. And so, in some sense, relieving ourselves of these traumas 
is the greatest act of compassion we can do, not, not really to ourselves, although it's absolutely beautiful to be free from all these things, but it's because it allows us to then finally see that other people are suffering. Other people really exist. There is really a world out there beyond our endless self-obsession. There is a world that we can connect to, a sacred world. What you know, the Buddhists call the Vajra world. This bright, pristine, amazing interconnected world with real people, with real feelings as well as our real feelings. So, as Alan pointed out, we don't want to get rid of our real feelings or other people's real existence, but we definitely can get rid of all that extra shit. Which is, again, not a judgment. We, we indulge in all that shit because we feel that we're suffering. We've got all these problems. And so these energy psychology techniques allow us to remove the problems one by one until we get to a space where we're not obsessing with ourselves all the time. We're free. And in being free, we can truly love. We can really connect to another person without them being, what are you going to do for me? What are you going to look after me? Are you going to be a problem? You can really see them as they are. And so in some ways, this is not about non-acceptance. It's about wisdom. It's about wisely discerning what is getting in the way of being truly alive. Being just open and naked to our experience. And so in, th in, this, in this way, I think that it's a, it's a very good thing to be aware of where we use them and when we use them, but they have an immensely powerful role to play on our path, our path towards not just our own, the end of our own suffering, but also the end of all suffering. If everybody was able to undo their traumas and relax, that would be amazing we'd all just be in a world where everyone was just relaxed and connected. Does that have to also have your own feelings? Hmm? Does that have sort of real feelings? Yeah. <coughs> yeah, it's the... It's what you know, the Buddhists call pure awareness. It's no, it's no longer my awareness or my problem or my experience. It's just, oh, it's all happening. And in some senses, these, these practices are a speedy and skillful means of clearing the obstacles to pure awareness. And in a way, that, that's just the beginning. <laughs> you know, we think, oh my God, if I could, go, I could get rid of all my problems. But when we get rid of all our problems, that's just the beginning. Then, then you can live your life. So it's, um, it's tremendously powerful gift that has just seems to have manifested in the world in the last 20, 30 years, even though it's you know, much more ancient than that. So I, I highly recommend that we, we work together to, to use these in the most skillful way possible, which is to heal ourselves so that we can help others.
Thank you for listening, and please do join us again for more podcasts from Mindsprings. You can find out more about us and our work at mind-springs.org. That's mind-springs.org.